Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. Uh, back live with uh, episode three, guys. Episode three of this new season. Um, I, I want to get right back into it because the last two episodes have been, in my opinion, one of the best and two of my favorites. Last week we talked about why men cheat. You know, you guys have been asking me to do that show for a long time, and you know, you've heard my previous shows on that topic over the years, and they're always um, they always deal with the same topic, but from a different perspective. And this one was no different. Uh, this one was actually part one of a two-part special, which is coming up uh, next week, actually. Um, you know, because I feel like you can't talk about why men cheat. Uh, without talking about how to sustain a man and how to fulfill a man. So if you missed that show, check out the archives at com and look out for part two uh, of that two-part special next week. And then the week before, we talked about Cat Williams and the industry and celebrities, you know, doing different things to, you know, achieve fame and fortune. So, you know, it, that those two shows, uh, if you missed them, check them out, or any shows, all shows are available at show dot com, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. Uh, but today, we have a special topic. <laughs> we have a topic that everybody and their mom is talking about, and that is your girl, Risa Tisa. Risa Tisa. You know why? Or excuse me, who the f did I marry? And you know. I cannot tell you guys how many of you, and I thank you guys for inboxing me, texting me, DMing me, emailing me, going my, to my website. Hey, have you heard? You know, I didn't know anything about. I'm not really on TikTok like that. So, um, you know, this is a young woman who has gone viral for telling her story, and it's interesting. I had you know friends of mine. Many people have said, "Wow, this story is so crazy." This is this is the craziest story I've ever heard in my life, and I said, "What?" So I listened to it, and I said, "It's a you know, it's an interesting story, but you know, this is what I do. You know, a lot of y'all have sent questions to ask data on at Gmail. You back in the day when when I had the eight hundred number, y'all would call in, and we've done the private one on one. So this is nowhere near. I'm just going to tell y'all, this is nowhere near. I mean, we've heard ask data on questions on this show, Red Live." that have been way more um, crazy than this. Uh, in fact, to be honest with you, I don't even think this situation is crazy. And, I'll, you know, I'll talk about it. We'll, you know, we'll get into it. But it's not a crazy situation. You know, she dealt with a liar, you know, and she ignored many red flags that should not have been ignored, period, point blank in the story. But um, was this a crazy situation? Was this anything like the craziest thing I've ever heard? Nowhere close. You know, but what I can tell you is this, and you guys have been listening to me over the last 20 years, various platforms on this show, Facebook, MySpace, Black Planet, you guys, you know, you, you, you know what I do. And if you know me, you've heard me use the term emotionally unavailable, right? You've heard me say that thousands of times. And what do I always say when you are a woman who is operating and living in a state of emotional unavailability? What do I always say? Y'all can go ahead and recite it, I'm sure, by heart. You will only attract the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, 
the players and the psychos of the world. How many times have y'all heard me say that over the last 20 years? And it's true, you know. And so what I want to do today is I want to, because the title of today's show, which is most likely why many of you are tuned in, is who the F did I marry? But the more important part is how to avoid dealing with a psycho, right? I mean, that's what you guys want to know, right? I mean, who hasn't dated a guy like Legion before? Every woman I know has dated a man like Legion at some point or another. You know, a liar. He's, a, he's everything that I say, right? He's a liar. He's a dog. He's a cheater. He's a player. He's a scammer. You know, and that all ties into emotional unavailability. I know you guys don't want to necessarily do this, but I have to do it. We have to look, and I've done this with many people, whether it's Kim Kardashians, I've used the Housewives of Atlanta, I've used the Basketball Wives, I've used the, the Braxtons, I've used many celebrities and people in the media, Halle Berry, uh, Sherry Shepard, Jennifer Lopez, the list is, how many shows have I done on this? where I have broken down and taken a look at what are some examples of emotional unavailability that's causing them to attract men like Kanye West, like men like Jay-Z or like the legions in their lives. You, you understand what I'm saying? So we have to look at Risa Tisa and look at her own words and look at the story that she told and say, wow, I see what he's talking about. Maybe I can see some of these qualities or, or, or personality traits in my life and make the necessary changes so that I don't end up meeting Legion, right? Because y'all don't want to date Legion, I'm sure, but you already know that. But, again, if you guys, uh, you know, check me out, crclifecoaching.com. If you want to, if you have a Legion in your life and you want to schedule a free consultation, email me, asstayedon at gmail.com. Go to the website, uh, DM me, Facebook, whatever you need to do because, you know, this is a real story. This is not a crazy story. It's a real story that many women can relate to, which is why it's going by. All right? So let's talk about who is, what, you know, what, what is this, what's happening here? If you guys are unfamiliar, which I can't imagine anyone is. Hold on, real quick, real quick, wait, wait, wait. real quick. Put this out there because I know some of y'all have short attention spans. So I'm going to do this show. We're about to get into it. I'm about to dive into it, right? But I'm going to give you, I'm going to do something that I have not done in, in, Quite a quite some time. I think I'm gonna give y'all two live shows this week. Y'all need two shows because I gotta talk about this new movie that everybody's talking about. Mia Copa, this Tyler Perry garbage, this trash, this horrible movie. I told you on Facebook I'm gonna do a live show on it, and I pro I wasn't gonna do it, but so many people asked me to do it, so I said you know what, and it's not gonna be a long show. This gonna be like a two hour show, but that that might be 45 minutes if that. Because I don't have a lot to say, but I, there are some things I need to talk about, about Mia Culpa, okay? So look out for that show a little bit later in the week. But let's talk about Risa Tisa. So she, she went viral on TikTok, and she's based in the Atlanta area. And, you know, she, she is someone who, you know, she's a, on the bigger side. She's kind of a, a heavier set woman, um, if you, I'm just setting it up so in case you guys haven't been following me, you don't know who she is or what she looks like. She's, you know, she dealt with some weight issues. Um, and from my opinion and what she said, she struggles with insecurity issues. Um, a lot of that has to do with her physical appearance. 
Uh, a lot of that has to do with pri- uh, previous dating experiences. Um, just just being a, and being a black woman in Atlanta, where the ratio is so um, against, you know, the odds are stacked against uh, women, women specifically black women, in regards to finding a man. You know that that can be a little bit overwhelming. So she dealt with all of those things, you know. Um, but and so that those are some things in addition to some other things that we'll talk about that have that have rendered her emotionally unavailable. You know. So I'm just telling you guys, if you have those fears, you should not be dating. If you date with a fear, if you date with insecurity, wait issues or whatever the case is that you're struggling with internally, you want to deal with that. You want to overcome those issues. You want to reach out to me or someone else that you feel like can help because what that's going to do is it's going to cause you to attract the vultures, the sharks, the lions, the hyenas. They're going to literally prey upon you, you know, and and they're going to seek to take advantage of you. What is a, a, uh, what happens to a wounded animal in the jungle when you're the lion? Nobody preys on the lion, do they? That wouldn't be smart. In fact, they're afraid of the lion. They they, they respect the lion because he walks around with his head held high. But when you're weak and you're injured, you're going to get people seeking to take advantage of you. And that's what's happening with Risa Tisa. This man preyed upon her, and he sought her out. Why? Because she was an easy target. Because of the insecurities. So I'm just telling again, we're talking about today how to avoid dealing with a psycho. Well, the first way is don't become a victim. Don't be vulnerable. Not vulnerable in the sense of giving your heart, but don't be vulnerable in the sense of allowing yourself to be taken advantage of. So, and here's the, I got it. So this is the next thing that I saw that recent teeth that, that just reeked. Before I even got into the story, this is something that really reeked of emotional unavailability and a and a red flag in her that is not a makes it not a surprise why she attracted this man. Let me ask y'all a question: How many times did you guys hear Risa Tisa mention God in fifty-two episodes, fifty-two segments? How many times, and I li- you can't, don't, you know, I listened to him. I, it took me about three or four days, and I didn't listen straight. I got a life. I got other things I got to do. But, you know, if I'm driving in the car, I throw it off. I'm getting dressed, I would throw it on. So it took me a few days. But I listened intently, and I took notes to all 52 segments. I watched them straight through on YouTube. So I'm just telling you, I know what I'm, I'm, I know what I'm talking about. So I'm, and so I'm asking you all, how many times did she reference God? You want to know? She referenced God twice. Okay? Twice. Once in the very beginning, uh, in the early parts of the the story, where she said, she was telling the story, and she said, and I remember this specifically, she said, well, not to be overly spiritual. She's like, I don't want to offend anybody, and I don't want to, you know, like, but I don't want to be overly spiritual about it. But, and then she went on to tell, you know, that part of the story, and that that, that stood out to me because there's a serious problem with your faith and your relationship with God. If you're telling a story to people, let alone strangers, 
and you feel like you have to give a disclaimer for, for speaking from a biblical or spiritual perspective, right? I mean, just think about that. Like, y'all know me. I, I love God. I love Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is my Savior. So any advice, that's why y'all I don't really debate with me anymore, you know, because it's like when I tell y'all things, I'm speaking to you from a biblical perspective, right? When I do these broadcasts, I'm talking to y'all from a real perspective, you know, like from Dayton Talbert, you know, my experiences, things like that. But at the end of the day, I'm backing it up with scripture in the Bible. So it's like, how can I give bad advice? How can anything be wrong if I'm telling you from a biblical standpoint? So I'm just saying, I don't, I would never care, you know what I mean, about offending someone for speaking from a spiritual or biblical perspective, because that's my, but that's me. I'm not going to change who I am to make you feel comfortable. So why did she need to, and I'm, I'm, you'll see where I'm going with this, the fact that she felt like she had to give a disclaimer because she's speaking about this thing from a spiritual or biblical perspective, that to me, and again, this is just my perspective, that spoke volumes to the state of her relationship with God. Right? I mean, I'm just being honest with you. To me, it stood out. You know, um, I, again, two times throughout 52 segments where she where she even mentioned it, I never heard her talk about, I prayed for this man. She got a husband. Right? She got a husband. She got married. But I never, I never, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I never heard her say, this is the man I prayed for. I prayed for a husband. I'm a praying woman. I went to church and I consulted my pastor. You know, we'll talk about the pastor and the, you know, later later on down the line when they needed to get counseling when things were already jacked up. But I never heard her pray for a husband. We talk about the Sierra prayer and all this stuff. I never heard. But again, that's just. You know, that stood out to me as a major red flag. The second red flag that stood out to me was with this situation is that, I mean, I'm not judging or anything like that, but the reality is, you know, because I, I, you know, I'm not perfect. I use some foul language, but he had a pretty foul mouth. You know, I mean, the, the, this, this series is called Who the F Did I Marry? Now, I'm just, just asking, to me, like, when I hear women curse, it's a turnoff. I'm just going to be honest with you. Is that hypocritical? Because do I curse sometimes? Yes, I do. People who know me, yes. Yes, I curse. But I'm just being honest. To me, that's a turnoff when women curse. I think it's unladylike. It's just, it's just a turnoff. I prefer women not to use this, especially not the F-bomb. Like, you know, if you're going to curse, okay, you got to drop the F-bomb. Like, it's so, I don't know. It, it just, that. It stood out to me as, okay, you're a woman, you're using this type of language, you're not really consulting God, you're, you're actually having to put out a, a disclaimer about God to strangers. So it's just like my point is when you are dating and you're just living life willy-nilly doing what you want to do and you're not really consulting God, you're not putting God first in your decision-making, you're, you're going to do what you want to do. And she even confirms this at the end of the story. She says, I wanted to do what I wanted to do. She said, I wasn't obedient. That was the second time she consulted God at the very end where she says, I wasn't obedient 
because I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And, in fact, that actually speaks volumes to why she did what she did and why she didn't mention God and why she didn't pray about it. How can you pray about something that you know is not of God? Let's be honest. You don't pray after you get done fornicating, do you? I mean, nobody does. You don't. Let me explain something to you. Sin is something that separates you from God. That's the definition of sin. It's something, a thought, an action, a state of being that separates you from God. So if you are living in a state of unrepentant sin, you're not, how close can you really be with God? If you, like, let me give you an example. If you pray for something, right, and God tells you, nah, nah, that's not it. That's not it, bro. Don't do it. God will tell you, you know what I'm talking about. God will tell you, no, that's not it. Don't do it. And you still decide to do it? How close are you going to be with God at that moment? Not close at all because you just separated. You. He's, he, God will never betray your free will. He said, cool, that's what you want to do, cool. Come back to God will never uh, leave you or forsake you, you, but you have to come back to him. You can't disobey God knowingly and willingly and still be right there next to God. You can't do it because you've now separated yourself. So what I'm saying is that's why she's only mentioned God twice in the whole story because she's, this whole thing is not of God, and she knew it wasn't of God. And not to belabor the point, but this is the most important point. So, again, if we're talking today about how to avoid dealing with the psycho, don't forsake God. That's the number one way. Pray to God for what you, what you want to do and be obedient. Be obedient. Listen to him. I, if I told you all, all the things I did that I knew were not of God, I shouldn't even be here. I'd be in a much better position in a number of different areas if I was obedient over the course of my life. But sometimes we do what we want to do. So that's all I'm saying. Legion was not the answer to anyone's prayer because she didn't pray. So let's talk about what else happened, what happened after that. So she met this guy or she matched with him on, uh, what she say, plenty of fish? So she she was she connected with them on Plenty of Fish, which a lot of people hook up on there. I know some people who found love on there. My buddy met his wife on Plenty of Fish, actually. Um, and, you know, it happens. But the reality is a lot of times these hookups happen based on physical attraction. Now, let's talk about Legion. She describes him as being about, what, 6'5", six, 6'6", Muscular, tall, muscular, athletic build, uh, allegedly played football in college. We'll talk about that. You know, that's his, that's his physique, right? You know, and so she, she, she was attracted to that. Let's be honest, man. Again, I, can't, I hate to – I can't do these shows. Y'all don't listen to me to sugarcoat stuff, right? You don't listen to the realist. You don't listen to the original urban podcast for fakes. You listen to me because you want me to keep it real. And the reality is when she saw him interested in her, she got a little happy because she is not physically the type of woman that a lot of men like him go for. That's the truth. You know what I mean? We can sugarcoat it. We can act like it's not what it is. But the reality is that, you know, she was smitten by his physical appearance. 
okay? And that's, that's a, that played a major part of it. When she saw him, she got a little moist down there. She got a little hot. She, got, she was turned on, okay? And one, let me say this, too. And this isn't, this isn't I'm not, you know, we're not here to come down on her. But, again, I want to use her to help you. So if I got to use Risa Tisa to help you avoid dealing with the cycle, that's what I'm going to do. But the reality is she used her overweightness to blind her and her insecurity and her self-esteem to blind her to the many red flags that I'm about to go over with you. Okay? She thought about how he could please her sexually and give her the life that she has always wanted. And that thought, that fantasy blinded her to the reality that this guy is a psycho. Somebody stop me if, when I'm lying. When I start lying, I want you to stop me. You know what I mean? Because I have not said anything that's incorrect thus far. She wanted that 6'5 frame up in her. Okay? You know, just like Kelly Rowland and Maya Copa. You know, but we'll talk about that later in the week, man. We'll talk. Give me a little. Give me a couple of days for that, man. We're gonna talk about Mia Copa. All right, Tyler Perry's. Oh man, we'll talk about it. But but Risa Tisa, because again, these all these things are connected, and you'll see when I do the back to back shows on Mia Copa and Risa Tisa, they're not that much different. They're not that much different. They both dated sex fiends, weirdos, cheaters, scammers. You know, they all, it's all the same. You know? The Legion might have been Zaire. What's his name? Zaire, right? They're like the same person. Yes, I know he was getting, he got set up. By the, you know, I get all that, but, we'll, you know, we'll talk about it. But one of the things that I like about Risa Tisa throughout this series is that she said that, She's going to be honest, even if it makes her look bad. And I respect that. You know, I'm giving her a hard time because I have to. Like I said, I'm going to use her to help you. But I do respect that. She she did not uh, run from the blame. She took responsibility and accountability for her actions and her role in this situation. She ignores, uh, she admits that she ignored the red flags and that she uh, did what she wanted to do. And that's all we can hope for anyone to do in these situations is take responsibility so they can move on uh, and not make those same mistakes in the future. So she says that throughout this series, which I respect. But she said she'd been single for a while, and this is another thing that stood out to me. She said that she was scared to be alone. She was scared of, of having to pay all the bills. She said she was living check to check. In Atlanta, which is not, you know, a, a, a inexpensive place, and, and, you know, that thought scared her. She said when she got with him, she felt really good about knowing that she could rely on somebody and that her bills would be paid. She said that. You know, y'all heard it. She said it. She said that. She said, I'm not going to lie to y'all. That really felt good so that I, knowing I did not have to take care of these household bills. And, a, and, and that is so relatable for some of you, a lot of you women. Be honest. I mean, you know, can, we, can we be honest about it? I mean, 
the price of living is expensive as a, as a single person. As a single person, you know, if you, you know, let's say you have a, let's just say you have an apartment. She lived, she rented a townhouse. So let's just say her rent was 2000 a month. I don't know how much it was, but let's just say it was 2000 a month plus utilities, which is not out of the question. I mean, that's a lot of money if you are a, a single person, you know, to, to, you know, so you figure plus utilities, that's an, let's just say another $500. Let's just say you got $3,000 that you need to pay per month. You know, with every, let's just say that's everything that she had going on at the time. That's a lot of money. If you only, I don't, I think, let's just say she makes $50,000, $60,000. You don't need a calculator to figure out. You're going to be struggling. You're going to be living check to check. When you live in that type of, unless you're making like over over 100000 I get it. Everybody nowadays makes 100000 Like, oh, he's got to date 100000 for me to date. Oh, I get it. Okay, every woman out here makes, let's just go with that lie, <laughs> you know. Let's just act like I haven't been in corporate America for a long time, you know, and like I don't know what's going on. But let's just pretend like everybody makes 100000 Even at 100000 you know, that's. There's not a lot of extra money, um, you know. You, I would say, to be comfortable in that situation, she would need to be making close to a hundred thousand, you know. Which I, which I don't believe she was making a hundred thousand, you know, at the time of the, that this story was happening. So you, my point is, you know, it's very easy for a lot of women to be seduced, so to speak, with the idea of a man stepping in and paying their bills. She said the thought of having to pay those bills by herself scared her. Car note, apartment, utilities, eating, groceries, you know, um, it's, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot for one person, period. You know, now I haven't been single in, you know, since we've been married. This will be going on uh, uh, 16 years, excuse me, 15 years. So, um you know, I can't relate from a single perspective as far as what, how things are now financially, but, you know, it's not easy, you know. And when you combine that, again, going back to the, the self-esteem issues, she meets a guy like Legion on, on, on Plenty of Fish, she's going to jump at it, like quick. Now, shout out to Charlemagne. Now, typically, Charlemagne the God on The Breakfast Club, typically I vehemently disagree with a lot of the things that he says, you know, total clown in a number of areas. But I will say that he hit the nail right on the head. I don't know if you guys heard his commentary on it, but he said she's struggling with that, with that big back syndrome. And, I, 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 you know, I hated this for him to put it that way, but that's the reality. I mean, her back is a little wide. And that's no disrespect to anyone with a big back or who's on the big larger side, but at the same time, insecurity, you know, based on society's definition of beauty is real. She does not fit into society's definition of, of a beautiful woman, especially not in the Atlanta area when you have so many, you know, athletes' wives and models and musicians and things like that. I can understand it. And it all is tied into, we can't ignore it. We can't just put everything onto legion. You can't 
blame the snake for biting you when you chose to have a pet rattlesnake into your home. I saw an article uh, the other day. (laughs) This guy was killed in his own backyard by a pack of, of pit bulls that he was raising. He was found mangled. He was found by his girlfriend. Did y'all hear about that? I forget where it was. But he was found, like, totally mangled, killed by five or six pit bulls that he was raising. He said, I thought y'all were my friends. You know, you're my babies. I don't know what he had going on with that. I don't know if he was tortured. I don't know, but I know they killed him. So do we blame the dogs? And I'm sure they'll be punished. I'm sure they'll be put down. I'm sure whatever needs to happen to them will happen. But at some point, we've got to put the, some, of the, some level of accountability on that man who thought it would be a good idea to raise these, these, these animals. You know, there was a guy, he, he was killed by his uh, pet, uh, his pet, uh, what do you call it, a python. You know what I'm saying? He, he was found in his apartment, strangled to death. He strangled them, wrapped them up. Killed him. It's like, come on, man. Another guy, pet iguana. A giant, he had a giant iguana. Lizard. Killed him. At some point, when do we take responsibility for who we invite into our home? She invited him into her home after two weeks, but we'll talk about that. You understand? For what reason she wanted that? She wanted, she wanted him. She wanted him physically and financially, and then the emotion came after. We can't act like the emotion came first. We can't act like a lot of these legions, these legion-like situations, we can't act like they don't start with lust. Am I lying? A lot of y'all let these men smash on the first night, and then you wonder why he drains your whole bank account. You guys got to stop letting these dudes hit it. You know, I mean, I, what, have, what have I said for the last 20 years? I said very rarely, if ever, do hearts get broken when legs are kept closed. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just being honest with y'all. You don't let them hit, then, then we take away all of that craziness all of that rage that she felt towards the end. Remember all the rage? She's about to black out on this guy. But we'll get to that. But I'm just saying you can avoid all of that when you keep your legs closed. Relationships and dating get complicated when sex happens. When you introduce sex prematurely into any situation, it's not going to work out well. You know what I mean? Risa Tisa found that out the hard way. She all thought I was just going to come on and talk about how crazy Legion was. And we'll talk about how crazy, because he is crazy. Don't get that wrong. But she was even crazier for letting him hit it, for inviting her him into her home. People say, oh, he's crazy, he's crazy, he's crazy. Well, what, what, how crazy are you? Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. These comments are wild. It's like, oh, I dated an axe murderer, and the axe murderer was crazy. Why'd you date an ex murderer? You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. And so, like, if I do something crazy, you got to call me out and be like, yo, bro, that's crazy. And I've done some crazy things. 
You know, you got to accept accountability. My fantasy football team, I could have won and should have won if I would have played Kansas City's defense. I had them on my bench. If I would have played, I played Philadelphia's defense. That was crazy. That was the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. I would be champion right now. Kansas City balled out, won the Super Bowl. I didn't even play them. That was crazy. I got to blame myself. You guys see where I'm going with this? So, but again, that's the, you know, she's big, you know. She does not fit society's definition of beauty. That caused self-esteem issues and insecurity, which led to ignoring certain red flags. She says, I wanted it to be my turn. I wanted so bad for it to be my turn. How many women have uh, gone to bachelorette, par- excuse me, uh, been bridesmaids? You know, they've been invited to the bachelorette party. They've gone to destination weddings for their girlfriends. How many times are you going to do that before it's your turn? It'll be your turn, but you can't force it and you can't rush it. You got to take your time and do it right. You got to pray about it. She didn't pray about it. Don't, I'm not going to let you all forget about that. I'm going to keep mentioning it. How many times throughout this story did she talk about praying about this situation? When did she say, let me, just, let me stop, let me slow down and pray on this? When did she say, who the F did I, did I marry, 37, this is where I prayed? Maybe I must have missed that episode. When did the episode start off with her saying, let me, let me just sit back and slow down and pray and ask God, what should I do? Did you guys hear that part or did I miss it? Because, you know, I was multitasking. I might have missed that, that episode, but I don't think I did because it didn't happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? That wasn't – she even did a clarification episode. She said, okay, this episode is going to be for clarification purposes. And she clarified some things. She cleared some things up. Where was the episode? She said, let me stop and let me just pray. and Let me come back and tell you what God revealed to me. That didn't happen. So what? So we, you see where I, so now we have the foundation of emotional unavailability, right, which will cause you to attract the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players. Now this is what sets the stage for her meeting legion. How did they meet? They met on Plenty of Fish, and they had, they, you know, they had the connection. We talked about that, and they agreed to go out to a date. Ironically and interestingly, they went to the Cheesecake Factory. How many of you guys heard my show uh, last season on dating do's and don'ts, dating do's and don'ts and dating preferences where we talked about the Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's Fridays, and the list of places that women said they would absolutely not go to eat on a first date. And, you know, I talked about, you know, I broke each one of those things down. That was what, that was a very informative show. Please check out if you missed it. You do not want to miss that show if you are single and dating in today's society. But they went to the Cheesecake Factory, and I told you all on that show, I love Cheesecake Factory. My wife loves Cheesecake Factory. My kids love it. Um, there's no reason in the world anybody should ever have a problem going to the Cheesecake Factory. It's, you know, you act like it's going to kill you. But you, y'all talk about cheesecake like it's McDonald's or something. It's like crazy, man. Stop. It's good food. You know what I mean? It's not fine dining. It's not, 
you know, whatever, but it's still good food that you would, you would go there with your girlfriends. My thing is, if you would go there by yourself or you would go with your girlfriends, you should not have a problem going to a place, any place with, with a man. If you would go there with your friends, you should go there with a man on a date. There's no problem with that. Um, but that's a whole other story. You know, they met, they went out. She said they had a great time. They hit it off. Oh, on the way, she had a she got a flat tire. And she she did reference God there. She said, "Oh, I should have taken that as a sign that this was a whole bad situation." But I ignored it. Da-da-da. Like, come on, man, don't don't do that. You know, you you got a flat. And well, God doesn't play games with you like that. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. That's not what God does. You know, it's like God. If he want, if you if you ask him, he will tell you. You know, it's not. But we're not going to do all the oh, this is a sign for God from God, or this was a test from God. No, that's all you. You know, okay, that's just you. You need to go get them tires fixed. Not riding around on bald tires. You know, we already talked about how that money is a little tight when you're single in anywhere, let alone in Atlanta. So she probably put off getting those tires so her tire blew out. Ride around on that Ultima with some bald tires. So the tire blew. He came out, and he changed the tire. And she, I remember her saying, she was like, that was like, that was it for her. That was it. Like, it was over. Like, that was, like, the best, one of the best things that any man had ever done for her. She was practically in love right after that. Because it was, a, to her, it was an act of chivalry. You know, we talk about this chivalry dance. See, the problem is most women don't, most people, but specifically women, don't understand that there's a difference between chivalry and just a man being a man, a man being a gentleman. Some of y'all mistake a man being raised right and knowing how to treat a woman for being chivalrous. And it's two totally different things. I'm not going to really get into it right now, but just understand, and maybe I will in a future show, um, but most of y'all have never even experienced chivalry because you've never dated a man who dated you and loved you in that way. Opening a car door is not chivalrous. That's just being a gentleman. But it's, it's complicated. Like I said, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but just, just know that there is a difference. Okay, trust me. You want to you want to know the real difference? Shoot me an email. Set up a free consultation. TRCLifeCoaching.com. Ask on at Gmail, and you know, and we can break it down. And I can, you know, we can talk about it. But uh, she she got caught up in him doing what a man should do, which is come out, change the tire, and they had a great time. You know, she said, and she said, unfortunately, let me well let me say this. A lot of women, because they mistake chivalry with being a gentleman because they never had a father growing up. She doesn't really talk too much about her upbringing in this uh, story, but I'm willing to bet that she did not have, uh, did not witness a great example of a loving mother and father you know, together. She, so she had a different definition, a different standard than uh, she should have. Um, when you grow up witnessing what true love looks like, uh, how a man should treat a woman, you don't settle for legion. You damn sure don't marry him. 
you don't you don't do that. You know, so uh so that's that was just my perspective. Like I said, she didn't really go too deep into it. Uh but that's just what I took from it. Uh but like I said, they had a great a great first date. You know, she doesn't really talk too much about I don't remember when she gave up the, the, the cookie, you know, if you will, but I think we pretty much can uh, surmise that, you know, it wasn't, it damn sure wasn't 90 days, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know, we all know how ridiculous the 90-day rule is, but by now you do. You didn't 20 years ago when I started. Y'all used to debate me, but you know now, but... Uh, she didn't even make it to 90 days. Matter of fact, she didn't even make it two weeks. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, so COVID hit, and she she said, she said, we we decided, we decided to quarantine. After like, first, does that even make any sense? I get COVID, you know, throwing a mask. You know what I mean? You're fine. You don't. It's not that serious. You don't have to quarantine with somebody you just met. It's called you go to your house, and, and Legion, you go to your house. Oh wait, you don't have a house, Legion. <laughs> Legion didn't have a house to go to, so he had to quarantine. She no. Nah, she thought he y'all they were quarantining. No, nah, he moved in. Legion said, oh, COVID. He said, thank you, guys, for COVID. Now I got a place to stay. You know, but we're going to act like it's for quarantine, you know, air quotes there. (laughs) So, but that's what, again, that's what the opportunists do. That's what the scammers do. They, They target women who they feel that they can manipulate. And he was the ultimate manipulator. All he had to do was a few convenient Google searches. Uh, Hell, let me screenshot this bank account. Let me screenshot this fake mortgage approval. Let me screenshot, you know, whatever else he had to screenshot. And I got her. But how gullible did she have to be to fall for that? You see what I'm saying to you? So... She felt for that after two weeks. She met, she moved him in. They quarantined, and she was like, "Well, we're already, you know, I want to be exclusive with you, and let's take this to the next level." And they started having those conversations. He was paying the bills. With what money, I'm not sure, but you know, they talked about getting a house together. And this is when, you know, he he, he googled the fake uh, mortgage approval letter. For, for a seven hundred thousand dollar home, which is clearly ridiculous, and 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 she said that he said he would be willing to pay it in cash. What kind of weird stuff? <laughs> he said I, I forget was it the whole the whole uh, amount or just the down payment? I think it was the down payment he was going to pay in all cash. Like come on. Man. Like ridiculous, and she saw, and she was like, "Okay." And she said that he that she saw uh, the screenshot of his checking account, which obviously he you know finagled, and I think she said it had some nine thousand dollars in it. In addition to he had the offshore bank account, 
You know, he had a couple other savings accounts that she never saw with all this money in it. And, and we'll talk about the, you know, why he didn't want to do the proof of funds and all that stuff from a real estate standpoint. Well, we all know by now because it was BS. But you have to be extremely gullible and desperate, I would even add, uh, to believe something like that. You know, if somebody's telling you something that clearly doesn't make sense, for you to just ignore and ignore and ignore and ignore all these red flags, there's something going on inside you. And, I, again, I see this every day. Well, this is what I do. That's why when people say this is the craziest situation, I'm like, I have, I have thousands of situations in my inbox right now. I have, a, I have folder with folders with all my Ask State on Advice questions that I've ever gotten. I keep them all, thousands of them. That's some of the craziest situations that you, you'll ever see and ever hear that are way more crazier than this. I, you know, we read them on the air. Y'all, heard, y'all have heard me read live questions that are way crazier than this. You know you have. But, you know, this is where we're at. So she quarantined with him for two weeks. They talked about buying a home. Um, you know, he said that he was a, a VP, vice president of a condiment, a major condiment company. You know, um, she said, and this is very mean. She said that the uh, somebody in the comments said that, well, a VP, someone who was a, a VP of a major corporation wouldn't date someone that looked like her. And she said that was very mean. And it is. Because I don't believe that. I don't. I do not subscribe to that. I believe that God blessed someone uh, with anyone. So I don't. You know, I don't feel like that's an issue. However, she felt like that was an issue. The irony is that she's saying that wasn't very nice to say, but the reality is she didn't even believe it, and she was so surprised and so happy that someone who looked like him would date someone who looked like her that she said, you know what, I'm willing to overlook all these red flags. That's the reality of it. So, no, the comment on TikTok was not very nice. But ironically, it's true because a VP won't date someone like her, not because of how she looks but because of how she feels, you know, someone, people don't take women seriously when they don't take themselves seriously. We'll have sex with you. We'll use you for your money. We'll take advantage, but we're not going to marry you and love you and be faithful to you. That's what y'all, you, you attract the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players, not the true men of God. You got to deal with those insecurity issues prior to dating. Okay, you got to deal with that prior. You don't wait. You're having Thanksgiving dinner at your house. You don't wait till you hear the doorbell with the, from the guests to start cleaning your house, do you? You don't wait to start preparing the turkey when you hear someone walking up your, your on your porch. By then, it's too late. It's too late. You got to have all that ready well before they arrive. Women say, wow, I'll cut off that friend with benefits, you know, when I meet somebody. What? Wait, what? As crazy as that sounds, that's how most women do it. 
You say, what do you mean, Dana? What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. I say, why don't you cut off that friend with benefits? You say, what? for what? I'm, I'm single. I can do what I want to do. I'll cut them off when I meet when I meet someone good. I say, well, by then it'll be too late. I say, well, what do you mean? Men don't want a woman who's dealing with someone else when we meet you. You got to already be single chilling. So what are you saying? You're saying I got to be chilling and he gets to go out and do whatever he wants to do and I'm just supposed to sit in the house and just wait for my husband? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, you don't want to do it, then you don't want a husband. Just be simple then. You know, I'm, t- I'm giving you the blueprint. I've already g- I've been giving you all the blueprint. I gave you the blueprint 20 years ago. Y'all wanted to go out and party. Sit your butt in the house. Cut off the friend with benefits. Pray. I told y'all 20 years ago, I put on my on MySpace, I put on Facebook too. I said, a single woman's best friend or what? Who remembers? It's a quiz, pop quiz. I know somebody remembers. The two best friends of a single woman are your Bible and Netflix. That's it. That's all you need. You know, go to the gym, watch your Netflix shows, catch up on some good shows, binge watch some good shows, and, and pray. And guess what's going to happen? Your husband will magically appear. It won't be magic. He'll, it'll be from God. And that's it. But she doesn't say it, but she says some things that kind of alluded to he might not have been celibate. How many of y'all think Risa Tisa was celibate? No one, I've not, I've seen so many comments, so many, you know, people analyzing this, but no one has even touched on who, 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 what kind of male figure was in Risa Tisa's life? Not not long term. I know she's been single, but was she celibate? See, a lot of y'all are single, but you're not celibate, right? And that again, what's today? Look at the title of this show. Title of this show. I'm gonna make it very plain for y'all. The title of this show is how to avoid dealing with a psycho. You wanna you don't wanna attract a psycho, you better get that friend with benefits out of there. You say, but what will you I'm I get horny sometimes. I get I need a little itch to be scratched. Okay, then get ready for the cycle to pop up. He's coming. I'm just telling you, you gotta get rid of him. Because a man can smell that man, another man all over you. And once he smells that stench, all he's going to want to do is take advantage of you sexually, monetarily, you know, whatever. But it won't be good. Risa Tisa had a friend with benefits. How do we know? I'm going to skip ahead. I'm going to fast forward. I'm going to fast forward. I'm going to tell you how I know. And this is how you know. Watch this. Remember when she, I'm going to fast forward it. Remember, because y'all, y'all all watch the show, so we, I'm not ruining anything. But when you fast forward to when she found the the uh, the the stripper chick, the prostitute chick, in his inbox, in his Facebook Messenger inbox, and, and he was talking about 
having sex with her and a hand job for $40 and all this other stuff. He was so hurt. She was so upset. But did she leave? No. She didn't even leave. Crazy as the situation got. She literally read text messages about him having sex with somebody else. And she didn't even stay. I mean, she didn't even leave. She stayed with him and then went on to marry him. That's wild to me. Because if I'm not mistaken, that was before they got married, right? That's when they were still dating. That was before the miscarriage. Why the heck would you read text messages from him having sex with somebody else while he's having sex with you, and then you still deal with him and marry him and have a baby by him? or get pregnant by him. That makes no sense whatsoever. But what did she say? This is the most important thing in the entire series, right here, that most people didn't even catch. She said, I thought about getting my lick back. Y'all heard that? She said, I, I thought about it. Now, she's like, I really thought. I, I read that he was having sex, and I thought about getting my lick back. What does that even mean? I thought about getting my lick back because this is very important. I'm about to break this down for y'all. This is, that is the most important thing that she said in this whole thing. How? How, Dadon? What do you mean? Tell us. Educate us. Okay, I will. What it means is that, one, she had someone that she's sexually active with. Well, that's one possibility. She had a friend with benefits that she could call up at any given time. Let me ask you a question, ladies. If you're dealing with, how many of y'all right now have a man who, if, if he pisses you off or if, it, if he cheats, you could get your lick back if you wanted to, meaning you could just call somebody up right now and come over and have sex with you because you've already had sex with him or you know he wants to have sex with you. If, you, if the answer, here's the pop quiz. If the answer to that question is yes, congratulations, you are emotionally unavailable. Okay? You are. And you will not have a husband as long as that's the case. You can be mad at me, you can disagree with me, but I'm telling you the truth. If you don't think after 20 years of me never being wrong, and you think I don't know what I'm talking about, I can't help you. But if you can get your lick back at any given moment, You are emotionally unavailable and will only attract the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players. You cannot have these men around you who only want to have sex with you. That is rendering you emotionally unavailable. No man prays for a woman that uh, surrounds herself with with men who want to only sleep with them or or are actively sleeping with them. You've got to cut those guys off. Risa Tisa never cut them off. That's how she was able to get her lick back if she wanted to. Now, that's one possibility. That's, that's one, one scenario is that she went back into the archives to deal with somebody that she had previously dealt with. But this is also more troubling. The other alternative, the other possible scenario is she said, I, I thought about getting my lick back. So either it's a current friend with benefits or, God forbid, it's a total stranger. Oh, my, think about that. How many women, and this is where we got to be real about it, how many women do you know, or maybe you do it yourself, 
go out with your girlfriends to happy hour and you meet somebody and you have a one-night stand. After a few drinks, you go back to his place, he comes back to you, and you give him that ass. How many women do you know, or maybe you do it yourself, have gone to Cancun, Punta Cana, uh, you know, Ocho Rios, uh, you know, on a girl's trip? You know, who, who heard my special on girl's trip? When you get done this show, Google Girls Trip on the Data Untober show and just listen to it. That show will change your life. Because I talked about how I analyzed the film, and I talked about how so many women go on these trips and it keeps them single. Their sexual behavior keeps them single. See, this is what Steve Harvey doesn't want to talk about. This is what none of these other pastors that got a million followers and all these other relationship gurus don't want to talk about. They don't want to talk about how single women's sexual behavior and activity limits their relationship potential. Nobody wants to talk about that, not in 2024 and not in 2004 when I started. Nobody wants to talk about it. But it's as important now as it was in 2004. Because if you are out here with a friend with benefits, you're out here taking these girls' trips, going to these happy hours, going to these cigar bars, and then leaving home with somebody, you go on a date with somebody, and you give, a, you give up that ass after the first night, the second night, or two weeks after you got a quarantine for COVID, whatever the situation is, not going to work out well. So Risa Tisa thought about getting her lick back, either from, listen to what I'm saying to you, somebody who she was already dealing with, right, or someone new that she just met, which would have made her a hoe. So now, because remember, remember, Risa Tisa's relationship with God clearly is not where it needs to be. And we talked about that at the beginning. You cussing up, cussing up a storm, not praying about the situation, having to put out disclaimers just to mention God to a bunch of random strangers on TikTok. I talk about God freely, anytime, anywhere. Not will not care. I could be in the the the, the Muslim temple, you know. I could care less. Be around a bunch of Buddhists, and guess what? Jesus Christ, you know, it, it, is is what it is. No disclaimer needed. But Risa Tisa, she needed to put out a disclaimer. You know, she said, I wasn't obedient. So all I'm saying, so what I'm saying to you, and y'all know like I know, watch this. Sex feels really good, right? If you're a woman, sex feels really good. If you're a man, sex feels really good. And if you're a man, there's nothing like new sex. Right? Let's just keep it a buck. New sex is, is great, you know? Um, <clears throat> and so the only thing that stops men and women from having as much sex as possible is a relationship with God. And not just any relationship with God, but you have to be actively pursuing a relationship with God, or you're going to be out there 
giving it up willy-nilly, male, male or female. Am I lying? Am I lying? Ladies, you stop acting like I don't know y'all, man. Y'all got to stop talking to me like I don't know what I'm talking about, man. The only time y'all are celibate are two times. I'm about to piss some people off. The only time y'all are celibate is two times. Watch this. One, when you're pissed the F off, right? You're pissed off for like, and that only lasts a few months. When you're super pissed off at a man, now, you know, you're pissed off at him, and you say, F all these dudes. I'm not messing with none of these guys. That's when the toys come out the bottom drawer, right? <clears throat> That's, there's that, you know, and you're just off of men for a particular period of time. Or you really give, you rededicate your life to God, and you start going to church. You become accountable again to the pastor and your spiritual mothers and your, people, your, your girlfriends in the church, and you're really trying to be held accountable and do the right thing by keeping those legs closed. Those are the two times that, the, 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 that you are celibate, when you're actively pursuing that relationship with God or, or you're pissed off at a man. If you ain't pissed off at nobody and your relationship with God is lukewarm, you are going to be out here getting <laughs> smashed, Okay. And that goes for women, and that goes for men. That is, goes for anybody. Y'all can act, you can roll your eyes at this, you know, however you're listening to me, on your iPad, your laptop, your telephone. You can roll your eyes all you want to, but you know and I know you're giving up that ass outside of those two situations. And, fellas, unless you are really trying to be good to God, you're going to be out there chasing ass. Why wouldn't you? Risa Tisa was pissed off at Legion, so right now she's probably in that situation where I'm not dealing with none of these men. I'm not dealing with none of these niggas. I'm not trying to get scammed. But before that, she had a little friend. Okay? Am I lying? You know I'm not lying. I know I'm not lying. So I'm focusing on this so much. I'm taking so much time with this because this is the most important thing. If you don't want to attract a psycho, keep your legs closed. Show me a single woman. 99.9% of the time, I will show you someone who's not celibate. And then that's where you hear these horror stories. I do this for a living. I hear horror story after horror story after horror story. And how many of these are these horror stories from these women do you think I hear from women who are celibate? I'm going to tell you, zero. 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 Out of zero, out of thousands of situations, zero of these horror stories have come from women who are celibate. All right. Now, now we can move on. So, again, Legion was a total scam artist. Again, they talked about buying a house. He had a fake mortgage approval. He refused to show proof of funds. He lied and said he was the VP of a condiment company. Uh, what I mean, the, he, he lied and said he had offshore uh, bank accounts with hundreds of thousands of dollars in it. He lied and said he, he played arena football and won a championship which is something that's ridiculous to lie about because it's easily verifiable. 
She said she did, but she didn't know anything about football. She didn't even know what arena football is. Anybody, I mean, you know, you follow the NFL, you you know, you can easily look up rosters. You know, it's not hard to see who played for who. Um, this is all public information. He's, you know, taking her out, test-driving vehicles. He said, look, I want to buy you a car. We want to get you out of this, what is it, the Ultima, the Nissan that she was driving. He wanted to upgrade her to a BMW. And and she said something that was interesting and very, very insightful, which is that, you know, he, he was a true narcissist who got off on uh, playing with the emotions of others. And that's what they do. That's one of the characteristics of narcissists and pathological liars is that they, it, it gives them pleasure to to bring others uh, misery in that way. He said, she said he would build her hopes up you know, just to uh, disappoint her, you know. So he would take her to these dealerships. She said over 10 different dealerships and have her going on these test drives. She said she wanted the navy blue BMW X5 with the cognac interior, and she never got it. He knew she wasn't going to get it. He knew that. But all the while, they're out car shopping, and this dude, is cheating on Facebook Messenger. And if we could talk about that for a little bit, you know, and you guys know every November, back in the day, I used to do uh, a, a spotlight on domestic uh, domestic violence. And, you know, I did it every year for at least maybe 10 years. And um, every year you guys would hear real-life stories live from women who were beaten and kicked and stabbed and ran over with cars. Some of the worst domestic violence stories you've ever heard, uh, you guys can Google them. Just Google domestic violence on the Data on Tolbert show, and, you know, they should come up, and you guys can hear what I'm talking about. But, you know, one of the common themes from these domestic situations, they were all abusive, emotional abuse, physical abuse, but – they were able, they, they stayed in the midst of the abuse. And I asked him, I said, and every time I would ask, I said, what was the straw that broke the camel's back? What, what made you, after being beaten and punched in the face and kicked, you know, you stayed through that. Why did you leave eventually? She said, well, the straw, the last straw was when I found out that he was cheating. I said, wow. And I guess as a man, you know, that's, that, I, I struggle to understand that. It's just one of those things that I guess you just can't relate to. Uh, we can empathize and sympathize, I should say, but we can't relate to it because this was a common theme amongst, and, and is a common theme amongst uh, abuse victims. They'll stay for the, the, the uh, physical abuse, but they will only leave when they find out that he's doing those same things to other women. And, it, and, and, this, and it's interesting because in Reese's uh, case, she was the opposite because she ignored the cheating. You know, she, she never, she said, I thought about getting my lick back, but she never, like, she just ignored on Plenty of Fish. She ignored the hand job for $40. She ignored the stripper you know, and, and it was interesting because the way the story went, it's like the the lying was worse than the cheating. 
And usually it's the opposite, right? But for her, she got so mad that he lied and he played with her emotions. She stayed even though he was actually having sex with other women. But lying about his job as a VP of a condiment company is where she draws the line. You know what I mean? That, that was interesting to me. But, you know, so, and this is where it, it got very sad. Uh, she suffered a miscarriage um, and, and had to go through a procedure, um, you know, and, and he, it's she didn't really go too deep into detail, but uh, he, he did seem to be uh, fairly supportive of her in that, uh, in that, and even though he was still lying the whole time, but, you know, he was still, she was, she was still dealing with him, you know, throughout the cheating, throughout the lying, she stayed. She was still, she said in her mind, she thought that she could maybe, she, first of all, she convinced herself that it maybe wasn't what she thought it was. She played mental games with herself and, man, maybe, maybe I'm tripping. Maybe he's not lying. Maybe, okay, I've never seen the inside of his office and he's not able to get in on the weekends because the janitor can't let him in. And, okay, maybe that's really the case. When anybody who's looking at it from a clear perspective can clearly say that's a lie. See, that's a lie. You know, but he, you know, she, she, they got through the pregnant, uh, the, the miscarriage, um, and they went to counseling. They went to counseling. I want to tell y'all something, man. We, we we talk about therapy, we talk about marriage counseling, relationship counseling, and these are things that I do and have been doing since two thousand and three. I've worked with a lot of couples. Um, a lot of married couples, single single people in dating situations who are just dealing with, with each other, people in long – I've dealt with – you name it, I've dealt with it. And one of the things – and I feel like I'm pretty good at what I do. I'm a good listener. I'm a good mediator. Um, I try to be fair, as fair as possible. But one of the things that I'll say is that, you know, some people in some situations can't be helped. Why? Because they weren't, they weren't designed to be together in the first place. You, you know what I mean? Like you can't fix something that's already broken and should never even like – it's like a puzzle. You can try. You can look at a puzzle and put a piece of the puzzle together as much as you want or put multiple pieces together to make a nice, beautiful picture. You can see the picture on the back of the box. You can see how it's supposed to be if you're missing pieces and you got the wrong pieces that they just don't fit and they're not going to fit no matter what you do. You can twist it. You can do whatever. You can force it in. You can try to jam it in as much into that space, into that slot. But if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit because it's not supposed to fit. You might even, a better analogy is take, you're taking pieces from different puzzles. It's not even the same puzzle. It's a totally different puzzle. You're trying to make it fit. Now the counselor can help you. He can try to help you make it fit, but if it's not of the right puzzle, it's not going to fit no matter what you do. And, and I use that analogy because they're even told her, the pastor's wife said, look, man, I don't, I don't think y'all are going to make it. 
Like, it's just, like she said, she said, I don't think y'all going to make it through the end of the year, let alone for the rest of your lives. You're not even going to, this isn't, this isn't right. And any, and, and that's how I had to look at some of these people that sat at my desk, in my office, you know, and, uh, and, and either tell them that or, you know, just, hey, this, this is not, this is not right. Some people I won't even work with. Because it's it's a conflict of interest. I can't. I'm not here just to make a quick dollar off of lying to you. I'm not going to pretend. You know what I mean? I'm not going to pretend like I can help you with your issues when one person clearly doesn't even want to make the issue work or make the marriage or relationship work, or both people don't want to make it work, or y'all don't possess, or you're just not right for each other. Let's just keep it simple. You're just not right for each other, and that's okay. You know, people get into this whole thing of God hates divorce, and he does. But what God hates even more is people making a mockery of, of marriage. You, you, There's no God. So if you make a mistake, right, <laughs> if you make a mistake and marry someone that you should not even marry, which you think God wants you to stay with that person for the rest of your life? What do you think this is? Oh, no, I can't get divorced. God doesn't want divorce. God didn't want you to be married to begin with, talking about. God doesn't want you to get divorced. God didn't want you to deal with them. God didn't tell you to sleep with them. You're talking about divorce. God didn't say go down and give him sloppy toppy on the first date. He didn't tell you that either. He's talking about God doesn't like divorce. God doesn't like what you did, that freaky you eating his ass either. But you did that, though. Now you worried about God. You weren't worried about God in the beginning. Why are you worried about God in the divorce? You know what I'm saying? She's talking about getting her lick back from her friend with benefits, fornicating. But now she's worried about. You think God wants you to get your lick back? Make yourself a hoe just to spite him, ladies? Let me tell you something. I don't know what y'all think. But having sex with a man to get back at another man who's having sex with other women is literally the stupidest thing you can do. Never allow a man to make you a hoe. Because you're not a hoe. I mean, can, I mean, are you? Like, you're not a hoe. Some, I mean, some... some <laughs> Some of y'all are. I hate to say it like that, but some of y'all are. Some of y'all are hoes, right? I mean, it is what it is. Not all of y'all. All you guys, like, if you know you're not a hoe and you know that's not what you do. Like, I don't think Reese is a hoe. Reese Tisa didn't come off like a hoe to me. But she was about, she thought about doing a making a hoe act, making a hoe out of herself. Just go, oh, he's sleeping with somebody on Plenty of Fish. So let me go ahead and sleep with somebody who I know doesn't give a damn about me. Now you just made yourself a hoe for what? He doesn't care about you. Why are you going to make your, yourself a hoe for somebody who doesn't care about you? That doesn't make any sense. Why would you compromise your morals and values and integrity for a man like Legion? It makes no sense. So, you know, it just doesn't. So what I'm saying to y'all is everything is not salvageable. Counseling cannot help 
a marriage that should have never happened to begin with. Now, this is where we get a little bit crazy. And when I say crazy, I mean her. Okay, and I'm going to tell you why I say this. Because this, to me, is what's crazy. When people use the term crazy, they think about legion. But when I hear the term crazy, I start thinking about all the things she had to do. This is somebody who you're laid up with every night. Now, you know that he's cheating. You know that he's lying. She's now at the point in the story where she's uncovered all of his lies. So instead of just leaving, what does she do? She goes into Inspector Gadget mode. Penny from Inspector Gadget, the the niece. She starts doing things like she calls the ex-wife. She runs background checks. She's looking up obituaries. She found out that he lied about the daughter. He, uh, He lied about their daughter dying. They had a miscarriage. He lied about that and said that he actually had a baby. Uh, He lied about when his grandmother died. He lied about where he grew up. He lied about his twin brother. Uh, He said he lived in Philly, moved to Augusta and all this other weird stuff. I don't even, I lost track of where he lived. I don't even care, but he lied about where he lived. You know what I mean? He lied about going to jail on the weekend. She said, have you ever been in trouble? He said, I mean, back when I was a juvenile, juvenile, he goes to jail on the weekend. So he lied about jail. And the the, the twin, he said, or it might have been the ex-wife, I forget, but somebody told him, whatever he tells you, it's a lie. But what's crazy to me is after all those lies that we just ran down in about 10 seconds, all those lies, she still needed other people to confirm what she already knew. And that's what I want to ask you. I asked you all last week. Or when I was talking about why men cheat, why do y'all need confirmation? Women say, well, I just need proof. No, you don't. You don't need proof. It's okay to suspect someone of cheating and to just leave. You know that, right? You don't have to have proof. If I even think you're cheating, why do you have to have proof? Because if you need, if you suspect something, then that means that you don't trust that person, right? So without trust, you have nothing. Why would you want to be in a relationship with someone you don't trust? There's no reason to. So you don't need proof. You just you just don't have trust. If you don't have trust, just leave. That's all. But she had to go through all of this. She said, I ran a back. She, she said she paid, I think she said she paid $900 for a background check. One, I didn't know background checks cost that much. Two, because I don't do that weird stuff. Y'all, I heard, like, background checks and lie detector tests and paternity tests. Like, y'all got a lot of tests going on, man. What's going on with y'all? Y'all need to go get the STD test. You know what I mean? But all these tests, you know, for what? Just leave. You you, you just, you found, you already got the information. You already knew all, all the ex-wife. Was it the ex-wife? I think who was the other person? She saw, she talked to all these people. The aunt, I think, it was the grandma or whoever the heck it was. Like he lied and lied and lied, and she talked to all these people, and so she had to prove. She made excuses for the red flags because she wanted to stay married. See, let me tell you the real reason. Y'all ever? Let me tell you what y'all do, and I know exactly what y'all do because they've done it to me. You can know someone is lying about something, right? 
And instead of leaving, what do you do? You confront them. But why do you confront them? You know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because you don't want to leave. You confront them so you can, deep down, you want to give them an opportunity to give you a better lie, give you a reason to stay, because you don't want to leave. If you really wanted to leave, you would just leave. But the whole reason for confronting the person is to allow them to tell you a better lie that makes you feel more comfortable either believing them or forgiving them. But either way, you're confronting them with that purpose. It might be an argument. It might be a blow-up. It might even be a fight. But deep down, you know at the end of that fight, you're still going to be together. Because if you fight, you can make up. But if you just leave, then that's it. It's over. And then you got to go back to being single. You got to go back to being alone. You got to go back bills, you know, and then you got to start all over from scratch. And for many women, the idea of staying with a cheater and a liar and a scammer and a fraud and a man like Legion, as crazy as it sounds, is better than curling up to an empty bed every night with no one to keep you company but those toys in the bottom sock drawer. That is a scary thought for many women. So the alternative is to stay with the cheater, you know, stay with the cheater. But all that aside, she finally gets the courage to leave. And then a lot, a lot of times, what, what if I told you, and this, is, this show, it's like a full circle moment for me because it's like it's a, this situation is like a culmination of 20 years of me telling you all these things. Like, y'all notice you've been following me. It's like everything I've ever told you in thousands of shows, thousands of shows that I've done. It's like I'm, this situation allows me to put everything I've ever done and talked about into one show because what have I always said? When you leave, leave with your head held high and your integrity and your self-esteem and your dignity intact. Don't let a man turn you into a psycho because everyone's talking about how he was a psycho, and he is, but she allowed him to turn her into a psycho. She said when she finally broke up with him, she confronted him. You know, she she called him out on all his lies. She said she felt rage. She said she felt like burning all of his stuff. She said, you're, she said, get the F out of my house. And he's like, I don't want to go. She said, get, she said she was about to just go crazy. The, the rage that she felt in that moment, it's like, whoa, it's calm, calm down, man. You over there sweating, go put on some deodorant. You know, you getting all worked up. You know, like that's, she really was about to turn into the Incredible Hulk, like literally. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, when you get to a point where you want to, like she said, I wanted to burn his stuff live on TikTok. Now, that's crazy. That is a psycho. The fact that, like, she should go back and edit that out or something because that's psycho. That's, to be honest with you, that's more psycho than anything that Legion did. You know, like, you think about that. You want to take someone's belongings and burn them live on TikTok? Like, what kind of weird stuff is that? 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's on some like like literally psycho stuff. Like Angela Bassett and uh what the heck was that was that movie? Uh Waiting to Exhale. So yeah, you don't wanna burn anything live on TikTok. Like that's kinda weird. Like she threatened him. Like she literally threatened to fight him. You know, she called her her, uh, her friend up, maybe the friend, I don't know who this friend was, but she said, I need the locks changed immediately. You know, he came over, changed the locks, probably had sex with her, you know what I mean? She probably just conveniently left that part out of the story, but we'll just keep it moving. But he changed the locks. I mean, you don't act like, don't act like, you know, women haven't told me specifically. They said, well, no, I said, who's this friend? Who are you sleeping with? You know, who who you have sex with? Well, so nah, just a, a friend. Uh, who, well, who's the friend? Well, no, nah, he just, you know, if I need something, like if I need a couch moved or locks changed or uh, need, need a dresser put together, he'll come over and, you know, we do what we do. I say, okay, so, you know, it is what it is. But don't, I'm just saying, don't act like y'all don't have these guys around as single women, you know, like. They serve multiple purposes. Who 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 read one of the best books of all time, man? I'm an author, but I I give my flower. I give out flowers when needed, man. Shout out to Mike Bazin, who read The Maintenance Man, one of the best black novels ever written, man. I haven't read it in probably 20 years, but I just remember it being a really, really great book. But how many of y'all women out there have a maintenance man? You know what I'm saying? You might need a bed put together, a couch moved, or or, or, or or your clitoris sucked on. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, don't he, – he serves all purposes, you know? And all I'm saying to you is she he may have been that for her. Maybe that's how she wanted to get her lick back. She probably did get it back, to be honest with you. You mean to tell me she didn't – I'm just asking you all. How many of you all think the last person – she hasn't had sex since Legion? Come on, come on, man. I hope I just I just want to know. Do y'all really believe that? Because I don't. You know, women will be like, "Oh, I'm f men. I'm you know I'm done with men." Yeah, okay, you're done, but you're not done with sex. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People act like we're stupid. Oh, f all these niggas. Okay, all right, f these niggas, right? But you still got one. You kept one of them though. But anyway. So to me that was weird. You wanted to burn his stuff on Facebook Live. You know, one of the things I found interesting was that, you know, he came back. So so let's fast forward. She kicks him out. He finally leaves, and he tries to you know uh, flip it on her and says, "Well, I don't have to leave because you got to give me thirty days." Da da da. So and she he threatens to come back, and that's when she really goes into attack mode. She she calls the police. Uh, she ends up getting him arrested. They found out that he has a uh, warrant out for his arrest. So the police came. Uh, she she got his – she gets his uh, his car repossessed. Um, and she just did a lot of stuff, you know, like that I felt was unnecessary. You know, I felt like this whole thing was unnecessary. Uh, and she said she did meet with him, and that's when she said how he looked homeless. He lost all the weight because, I guess, of this medical condition. Um, he went to go stay in the mental hospital for two two weeks because he was homeless and didn't have anywhere else to go. Um, but I just feel like 
you know, and, and, you know, and he, he called the broad money. She said she gave him $6 to go get some McDonald's nuggets. It's just like, come on, man. You know, if you are a psycho or you have, you know, allowed yourself to be turned into a psycho because of the actions of another man, to me, that is a clear uh, case of uh, emotional unavailability and not seeking God. Uh, years ago, I did a special entitled Resentment. Get your notepad out. Jot down Resentment on the Data on Tolbert show. That show, the title was Resentment, How to Deal with Hurt, Pain, and Resentment. And I, I talked about, I broke down the song, uh, Beyond, one of my favorite Beyonce songs, man. It, you will ne- I mean, Beyonce makes a lot of trash music, you know, garbage music, but she also makes some classics, in, in my opinion. Uh, Cater to You is a classic, which is going to be part two of my uh, my special from last week, uh, Cater to You Part Two, uh, as well as Resentment, another classic song, uh, One Plus One. I've done a few shows uh, on breaking down the definition of love, and I use One Plus One to uh, illustrate it. So Beyonce has some classics. Uh, he Still Loves Me, the God, one of my favorite gospel songs of all time. So she she's made some really good love songs. Uh, it's just that this other stuff is like, you know, is garbage, like literally hot trash. But my, so my point is, in those shows uh, or in that show uh, of resentment, I told you exactly how to move on. Getting a man's car repoed, you know, getting him thrown in jail, threatening to fight him, blacking out on him, burning his clothes on TikTok. That's all psycho behavior. These are all things that, in my opinion, she did not need to do. She had more than enough time to move on. Like, I did not get the sense that Legion was crazy. Trust me, like, I do this. I've, you know, helped many women overcome actual crazy men, like violently crazy men. I did not get anything throughout this entire series of 52 parts that suggested Legion was violent. I did not get the sense that he was crazy in the sense of uh, she needed to change the locks or he would try to break in or force it. I didn't, nowhere in the story did we see that. That was all things that she projected. That was her being dramatic. And she even said, yes, I know I can be a little bit dramatic. Yeah, you think? You, you think? Because she didn't have to do all that. He wasn't going to bust her door down. This isn't one of those movies, like, you know what I mean, Fatal Attraction or, you know, any of this other weird stuff. It, where, you know, he wasn't violent towards her. He never beat her. He never threatened to hurt her. So why do you have to do all of this stuff, extra stuff? Why not just move on? Move on with your life. You should have moved on when you found out he was messaging the chick on Facebook. Not all this all these months later. So one so so that's it. And I don't you know, we've gone through the whole story. You guys know the story. I know we don't need to focus on the intricate details of this story. We all know this story. But what I want y'all to focus on is, you know, how to avoid dealing with these same types of men. And what I fear for her is that this is going to be a repeated cycle. Why? Because what did she say in the very last 
episode. What she said was, she ha- as a result of dealing with Legion, she has serious and severe trust issues and issues with men as a whole moving forward. She says she's not doing that again. So she says she's not even going to deal with men. So one of the things that I tell women is that, like, think about what she's saying. I can't go through that again. So basically what she's telling us is that she's, she's done dating, at least for the foreseeable future. Or no, she's, she has closed herself off to the idea of love, right? And a lot of women have, have done that. But the problem with that is when you close yourself off to the idea of love, that only leaves one thing. If, the, if we're not talking about love, we are physical beings. We, are, we, we love to be touched, men and women. So if you close your heart off, but you still want to be touched and caressed and have that companionship with a man or a woman, if you close yourself off to the idea of love, there's only one thing, and that's sex. So the moment a man sees a woman that's closed off, her heart is is guarded, her wall is up. This isn't a Tyler Perry movie where he's going to try to beat down the wall and get to your heart and like Shamar Moore and Diary of a Mad Black. Come on, this is this is you know that's not real. The moment we see the wall up, we just try to go for that ass. The heart is guarded, but that ass isn't. You know, there's no chastity belt around her, you know, her private area. So we'll just go for that. And that's what happens. That's why the cycle continues. The only way to break the cycle is to cut the soul tie, because that's what it is. This this was never love. Most people, I think, you know how many women, 40-year-old women, 35-year-old women, 50-year-old women have had to tell me and say, wow, they don't, I I have never been in love. I thought I was, but most people don't understand the difference between lust and love, a loving relationship and a toxic relationship, otherwise known as a soul tie. Y'all got to break the tie. You can't embrace. She's embracing the soul tie. when When you say... When you take a bad situation, right, you take the bad situation and you hold on to it by saying, because of this situation, I'm going to incorporate this new way of living that has my heart closed off to the idea of love and trusting somebody, that is you embracing that relationship forever. Because every man you meet moving forward you reference back to him and how he hurt you. So if you're constantly holding on to this trust issue, this soul tie, and everybody can see it, you can't hide it. How do you expect for anyone to ever love you? The only way is you got to let that guy go. You got to let that situation go. Are you out there right now holding on to a man who hurt you seven years ago, ten years ago? Six months ago, you got to let it go. Or you will continue this cycle of attracting the liars, the dogs, 
the cheaters, the players, the legions. That's all it's going to be. That's it, man. I'm out of here. That's it for me, man. You know, I, I, I do appreciate I mean, I, I, like I said, I wanted to come back and talk about it because everybody's talking about it. I got, I'm retired, man. Be clear. All this, all this podcast, I've been doing this for 20 years. Like, I'm retired. However, if something happens, y'all can all, I'm like Batman. Just call me Batman, man. You know what I mean? Like, if something happens and y'all need me, I will be there for y'all, man. Whether it's Cat Williams going crazy and you need me to talk about the industry, Jada Pinkett, you know, Brittany Renner, you know, Ebony K. Williams, like, all this stuff, whatever y'all need, Risa Tisa, Maya Culpa, like, I will come back for y'all. But I'm just saying, man, like, at some point, we have to understand that we have to take responsibilities for our own actions. We cannot always look at placing the blame on others for situations that we allow. And that's for men, that's for women, that's for Risa Tisa. You know, there can be no Legion if she doesn't have sex with Legion on the the third date. I mean, cause she doesn't really say it. She says they quarantined after two weeks. But let's, I don't think she... I don't think she waited two weeks to sleep with him. He changed that tire and it was off to the races after the cheesecake factory. Let's let's keep it above. You know, and all I'm saying is, you know, don't let a man turn you into a viral sensation. It only went viral because of all this craziness that she allowed. The irony is that people are tuning in because of what they think he did that was so crazy, when in reality, people are tuning in because, like, yo, sis, you, you, you know, you, you probably shouldn't have allowed half of that. Somebody told me, I was talking to my friend of mine today. She said, come on, this, this, this thing should have been five chapters, let a, not, not 52, five. She said it, should have, it shouldn't have gone past five. And I'm listening to it. I'm like, how can this thing? I kept listening and listening and listening. I'm like, how is this thing keep still going? How is it still going? It should have been over. You know he's lying. Like, what are we doing? So let's, and I get it. And I, I, you know, and you know what I do. You know who I am and you know what I do. I talk about all the same stuff that everybody's talking about. Cat Williams, everybody, everything that happens, I'm going to talk about it. But I'm not going to talk about it like they talk about it. This show right here that y'all just listened to, this isn't like what you heard anywhere else, is it? But this is what you need to hear. This is the realest. Thank you all for listening, man. Like I told you all earlier, uh, I'm going to give you all two live shows this week. I'm going to give you all two live shows, Mia Culpa, the, 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 the new Tyler Perry film on Netflix. I'm going to come back. I already got the outline done. It's not a long outline. I already got the flyer done. So I'm going to come back probably, probably – give me a break. I'm not tomorrow, probably like Wednesday, Thursday. I might even do it Friday for y'all, but we'll see. This week, though. But, you know, it, that was a horrible, horrible movie. But we'll talk about it, man. But, look, I appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, share the link. Uh, add your friends to the friends – add yourself to the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show Facebook group. Uh, follow me everywhere, man, Facebook, YouTube. 
check out the website, trclifecoaching.com, if you want to schedule a free 30-minute consultation. Thank you all, and I will see you all a little later in the week. Peace. Until we're motivated